Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on socials at Beaton300. And today, I'm joined by the leader of the defense, Mr. James Esther. James, how are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Great. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Another Tuesday here at the practice facility, uh, talking to you, getting us ready for this Akron game. Uh, but one thing I want to ask you, I was just talking to you before we started, man. I remember when you first got to the team, contributing right away. But what does it mean now towards the later end of your Husky career to be a leader on the team and also a captain? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been huge. Obviously, it's a, it's a major honor just to even be viewed by so many talented guys as, as their leader. So uh, that's something I definitely take pride in. And we kind of talk about, like, our building depth. And obviously, I want the program to continue to, to uh, succeed once I leave. So. Uh, just trying to continue to lead and bring guys along so that when I come back, I have something to look forward to. When you come back to visit, that, those will be some fun days. And definitely when you guys do for, for the 2021, like, 10-year reunion, yeah. that'll be that'll be a fun uh, a fun Saturday out here in DeKalb. Uh, for you, though, what has it been like? I know the results haven't been there as far as wins and losses, but what do you think of the growth defensively? And if there are some things that maybe you think you can still fix, what would those be? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's you want to you want to see that type of growth. Obviously, we haven't had the results that we've wanted, but uh, I mean, we definitely take pride in our defense. Uh, I mean, I mean, we've been able to create turnovers and do things like that, but at the end of the day, we've also had a lot of miscommunications that have uh, led to us giving up chunk plays. So that's something we need to work on for sure, just to have a uh, type of season we want because we can be as successful as we want to be and turn the ball and take the ball away as many times as we want to, but we're not winning. We're not making plays when we need to. Yeah. It's really off and And then for you on the defensive line, it you know, it's one of the most, if not the most versatile and deep rooms on the team. What's it like working with those guys? I know you guys are also one of the most tight-knit groups on yeah. the team. Just take us through a day in the D-line group practices. What's it like? Uh, yeah, I mean, usually, I mean, I, guys are really working hard constantly. Uh, there's always going to be guys joking around. Skyler, uh, we kind of talked about him earlier in the press conference, but Skyler, he's Somebody who's pretty funny on the line. And, uh, you need someone to ease the tension yeah. because it's a bunch of bulls going at each other, hundred percent. I'm sure Vito is probably arguing with somebody. <laughs> like it's, it goes back and forth, but at the end of the day, it's all love and all guys continue to build. Like you said, we're one of the most versatile, yeah. one more deep position groups. So yeah, I mean, we might laugh or joke around, but work gets done and guys are continuing to grow. Uh, when you guys all go out to eat, who's the one who's got the most plates in front of them? Uh, it's either it's either Vito or Kay because Vito, I was constantly trying to gain weight. I was I always tell him if we race, I need to put a weight vest on so he can keep up. So I so I can balance the race up. When so, I yeah. when I had Kate on the show, Kate was talking to me about uh, I can't I think it was called like a Monza or something sandwich. Or I was like, if I'm going to the game in Nebraska, what am I getting before I eat? Yeah, he he's telling me about all these these Nebraska goodies. Yeah. Um, so being from – all right, so here we'll just say it now. Just, you know, just in case we have a trip to Detroit here in the near future. Yeah. If I go to Detroit here in the near future, where am I going to go out to eat at? Uh, I, I mean, I, a big place I like to go to is uh, Bucharest. It's like a Mediterranean spot. They oh, like really okay. Good, really good shawarma. Pretty good. There's one pretty close to the house. They, nice. My family actually brought me one uh, at the Toledo game. So oh, sweet, sweet. See, there we go. They're always looking out. Yeah. Um, 
for us Illinois people, I think a place like that would be like uh, your family bringing you like tortillas or something. Yeah. You know, like right. something you can't get in Illinois, but it's okay. We got you. Yeah. Um, for you guys on the defensive side of the ball, in addition to you guys having the numbers on paper, the yards per game, all that stuff, what's it like seeing guys like the last two weeks, Devin Lafayette and Nate Volcarso, get in the turnovers, and then even Nate had a touchdown last yeah. week too. I mean, it's been huge. Obviously, Devin came in as a huge contributor. Obviously, went down to injury, but seeing him be back and actually being able to contribute at the level that he wants to contribute at has been huge, especially, I think, for his confidence going forward. Because he'll be somebody who, obviously, behind closed doors, you won't see how much leadership he brings to this team. But in the future, you'll, I'm sure yeah. he's somebody you'll see as a captain. And then Nate has obviously made tremendous strides in his gameplay and just his IQ of the defense. So, he's, I think he'll be somebody to look, look out for him. Hopefully you'll see on Sundays one day. Yeah, because, I mean, he – the last two weeks has been, like, the – he's been on, like, the PFF graphic, like, all that. Like, yeah. those are numbers that are crunched by the nerds, so it's not, you know, exactly. I saw this guy, he did better than that. That is statistical mm-hmm. evidence. So it's been great uh, to see the growth. And then, too, you can't forget about – even on the back end, CJ and Jordan Hansen, too. Yeah. So the, the safeties have been playing really well. It, it's been awesome to see you guys grow into that unit. So yeah. – now that your time is starting to wind down in DeKalb here, uh, three things you got to get done this last year. Uh, just like as far as football or just in general? Uh, well, you're, pro- you're probably in grad school now too, yeah. right? So I would assume one would be grad school degree and then we'll go to football then. Uh, yeah, I'm obviously trying to get my grad school degree. And then uh, football-wise, really just win games, win the rest of these seven games. That's huge for me. Uh, I mean, I, I think guys put a lot of like stress on the stats when you're trying to make it to the league. That's, I don't know, if stats were all the met, then I would, I'm sure I wouldn't be as hurt by losing the game. So, yeah, definitely just win these games. And then, uh, yeah, I guess just continue to like build more leaders behind me, uh, continue to build our depth. Because, uh, like I said before, we're deep. But I want to see, see guys get to the point where I'm at. So. Yeah. I won't listen to Grove Street Party until you guys do, I promise. So that yeah. even, you know, and that's a, I'm a big walk flock of guy. I was yeah. big when I was in high school. But, yeah, I, I promise. That'll be my promise to you. I won't listen to that song until you guys win. And when you do, I'll be I'll be going nuts at the yeah. house or on my way down to the press conference sure. after the game. Um, For you guys, though, so Coach talked about Akron, skilled players. The quarterback, DJ Irons, is a dual threat. But, you know, they've played two different quarterbacks. So yeah. just from – you know, we're not going to worry about them. What do you guys have to do to prevent the performance he had last week? Uh, yeah, like I said, just guys need to be on point with, like, their communication. I mean, we, we had a lot of issues with that. And also, we need to tackle better. That's something we emphasize today just in practice, and I'm sure we'll emphasize throughout the rest of the week, just finishing plays. Because we're putting – Coach B does a great job of putting guys in position. We just It's really just executing. Because we have a great scheme, as we've seen over the first four weeks. Just this past week, we kind of had some issues that we need to clean up. Okay. And then I've said it on the podcast and the last few TV broadcasts because we've had quite a few away games have just talked about what that next step may be for you and that you have the opportunity to probably play in the NFL. Hypothetical, say I'm an NFL GM, right? What separates you from that next guy that they're going to be like, you know what, we're going to take James? Uh, Yeah, I think one thing that's been big for me is uh, my versatility. I've been able to play the nose guard, three tech, and also the five and like the wide seven. So, uh, that, along with my uh, ball get off, just my ability to stop the run. I feel like stopping the run is something that's kind of been uh, kind of glossed over yeah. in recent days, especially just with how big the pass is in the NFL. But there are guys who get paid millions of dollars to just stop the run on the first two downs so you can bring a uh, pretty boys who want to come and get the back. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 well, I think I think the versatility, 
you know, they always talk about your best abilities, your availability yeah. and that versatility. It's like, uh, hey, maybe James would drop back, get a couple picks, yeah, something like that. You never like know. That. So uh, I, I'm definitely excited for you in that aspect. And I know I asked you up here, but um, just being a semifinalist for this William V. Campbell Award, for someone in the future, what are the steps that they would have to take to be up for this this type of award? And then I know you said you're not big on them, but does yeah. you know what does it mean to you? I'm I'm just not huge on the award thing. Oh well, yeah, you want to win football games. Yeah, the awards yeah, come yeah. with the way you play and the way you are in the community, right? Yeah, for sure. But with something like this, just being a pillar in the community, uh, being willing to reach out to people, and then also just getting your job done in the classroom, and then like I like I kind of said before, the, the football stuff will kind of do it. It'll do it. It'll handle itself if you're putting in that type of work. I talked about it a little bit with you before. I know you're not a hundred percent a Lions fan, but you're from Detroit. I yeah. know that's a team that hasn't done very well yeah. throughout both of our lives. What's it been like to see just the the hype behind them? They had the ski mask game. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Goff's playing well. Everything yeah. is going well. What's that been like? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm somebody who said Jared Goff was the top ten quarterback last year. So okay. I mean, he's he definitely been doing this thing. But our man, chess, you heard it. Get yeah. him on first. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean. I, the way that uh, Coach Campbell has been able to come in and just kind of uh, usher in this new era of, of Lions football has been great for the city, obviously. And although I, I'm not, I don't consider myself the biggest fan. I, I think what he's doing for the city has been huge, and what he's doing for the culture has been huge. So yeah, watching ECAPS, definitely watching ECAPS is yeah. what he said in his press conference. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then for you on the more misery side, what uh, what did the Falcons got to do to fix things? I watched uh, a little bit of that game in Toy Story on Sunday. Yeah, it was uh, B. John Robinson broke someone. Yeah, no, <laughs> like this little this no, little guy went crazy. Yeah, he he's been great actually, but uh. I don't know. I mean, it, it just kind of looks like offensively, we just haven't been able to get it done. So, a little uh, too one to like too yeah, dependent on Bijan. Yeah. I mean, kind of got to get Kyle Pitts going. I'm, I was a big fan of Kyle Pitts' first year, and I don't know. I don't, I'm not 100% sure what they got going on. It just hasn't been. As a, as a Bears fan, uh, who is also a, a Chase Claypool fan because I support like, Notre Dame as right, well, I'm yeah. like, in the same boat with uh, him because yeah. I think he's getting traded. So yeah, it's like that's what it looks like. It's, they said they didn't even let him come to the game or something. After yeah, they yeah. And what I said to my buddies, I was like, "Do you know how good you have to be to score a touchdown in the Bears' offense?" And he did that <laughs> more sarcastically. But yeah. um, for you, so what should we look out for from this Akron team? I know I mentioned the two quarterbacks, but what have you seen on film, and just what should you guys be prepared for? Uh, I mean, I, I think they have a unique system, uh, obviously a very dynamic quarterback. But at the end of the day, I, I think for us, the biggest thing is just doing the simple things that we've worked on since the springtime to the best of our ability to execute at a high level. We should be able to bring them. Yeah, get back to the basics and execute. That's what Coach always talks about. Yeah. And then, as your, like I said, as your time's coming down to an end here, this will be your last season here, unfortunately. Um, well, fortunately for you, unfortunately for us, <laughs> but uh, what are your top three memories here as a Husky? Uh, definitely, I know my first one, gotta say, Mac Championship mm -hmm. 2021. Um, second one for sure would be uh, my first ever tackle, which was the TFL against Nebraska, which was crazy, especially unless you're still number state. 94, right? Yeah, yeah. 94. and uh, hmm. I would probably say. My first sack against Eastern. That was huge. Okay. Especially being back in Michigan. So. Yeah, and we still let's see schedule in front of me. So we got Central at Central. Damn, this is a, a light year in Michigan. The yeah. fan might have to come out for those two ones because Eastern's at home mm -hmm. and uh Western's at home. And then there's the the one at the end of the season with the asterisk in Michigan as well. 
Um, but for you, um, what do you want to see from yourself performance-wise? I know the stats don't as much matter, but like week in and week out, what do you have to do um, to put the team in the best position to win and you the best position for the next level of football? Uh, I think the biggest thing for me is just content, uh, consistently just executing my fundamentals. Uh, I think the players will come. Uh, obviously, continuing to lead as well. Just continuing to hold guys accountable. I think that's been a big thing for me because – Defensive coach, you have to hold guys accountable because 10 guys can do their job. If one guy doesn't, you can give up a touchdown. So it's just continue to hold guys accountable and uh, just leave. And then for the young guys, I saw Devontae O'Malley joined you in the single-digit defensive lineman yeah. club. You know what that means? To the young guys, what must they do to earn the single digit? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of work to be put in. Obviously, we've seen Vito grow from a walk-on to one yeah. of the better players on our team. So. I mean, it's really just about how how hard you're willing to work, especially like in the summertime and the winter. Like, that's not something that that just gets passed out as we've seen. Because I mean, we didn't have a whole bunch of single digits running around before, so yeah. just that's that's something that I think we'll take pride in, like going forward, especially as a defensive line group. Yeah, the quarterbacks and the quarterbacks usually take a couple of them and yeah. some of the receivers. But for those that don't know, it's like uh, the tradition of wearing number seven at LSU. It's like you got the the single-digit D-line number, you earn that one. Yeah, sure. um, and then for the Husky fans that will be making the trip to Akron, any words for them uh, before they make this trip out to see you guys play? I just want to say we appreciate you guys for coming out for sure. Uh, definitely going to bring home that victory. So look forward to celebrating with you guys at the end. And then I don't know who wouldn't be following you already, but for those that are not, where can they follow you at on social media? Uh, on Instagram, uh, 42 Esther, E-S-T-E, and then uh, Twitter, uh, J2Esther. Perfect. Uh, any final words before uh, this week's matchup against Akron? Uh, appreciate the support. There's a lot more, a lot more success to come, so just keep on watching up. Perfect. Well, you heard it here from James. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys play out there on Saturday. Uh, best of luck, and thank you very much for taking the time. Yeah, no problem. All right, everyone. Now that we've had the opportunity to talk to our guest for this week, James Esther, we will get on to this week's matchup against Akron. I do apologize. I promised an offensive player. Uh, the only offensive player that was promised was Pete Nyabra, and in the event that he ends up doing one of the live shows at Fatty's, I did not have him on the show and elected for James Vester because the third person that was on the press conference today was not mentioned in the email, and it was Chris Carter. So probably would have leaned towards interviewing Chris, but I prepared for James, so that's who we interviewed. Thank him for his time always and his contributions to this team as he's one of the main ones, uh, one, of the, one of the best players on the team and the best players that we've seen here uh, during the time that I've covered the team. So... With that being said, move on to Akron. We're one and four, so are they. So loser leaves town game. Someone has to win this game. Um, like I said in the recap show, lost a little coin betting on Akron last week. I actually didn't watch the overtime period because I was watching it may have been our game or a different game. I don't remember what game it was, but too many TVs didn't happen to see it, but Coach Hammock said that they ended up losing on a blocked field goal in overtime. So a team that was right there had the opportunity to win it and just wasn't able to get it done at the end of the day. Um, like I said, on the season, they're one and four. They got their four losses have come against Temple, Kentucky, Indiana, and Buffalo. And 
between, you know, they got blown out by Kentucky. That makes sense. But between Temple, Indiana, and Buffalo, those three losses were lost by a combined eight points. They lost 24-21 Temple opening week. They lost by two to Indiana. And they lost by three to Buffalo. And like I said, that game was in overtime. Uh, they have used two quarterbacks to this point in the season. Uh, DJ Irons is the main quarterback, the more athletic one, the dual threat quarterback. But Jeff Undercuffler has also played just not for the same success of Irons. Uh, for the season, he's got one touchdown and four picks. But he is uh, probably – Going to see action in this game. Coach Hammock said that they've seen him before, but expect DJ Irons to be uh, the guy that gets a majority of the workload. As far as rushing goes, though, he averages 3.5 yards a pop. He has a long of 47, and he has 215 yards on the year, which is only 23 behind the running back in Lorenzo Lingard, who has 238. Uh, only three touchdowns on the ground. It's a team that the offense hasn't necessarily been their strong suit. Um, they their high on the season is twenty seven points, which came in a loss. Even the game that they won against Morgan State was only twenty four to twenty one. So it's not like they're blowing teams out. I know that last year they beat us forty four to twelve. That's definitely not happening this year. Like I think we win this game, and I think we win it pretty handedly. Uh, passing yards, so yeah, team stats, 201 yards a game through the air, 101 on the ground, good for 98th in the nation in passing, 118th in rushing, uh, 17 points per game. So a team that right around where we're at, just because we haven't had that game where we well, we did pop off for 33 last week. So our numbers got to be better than 17, but who knows? I'm definitely not a mathematician. Uh, they give up 24 points a game. So their average margin of loss is seven points. We're actually three and a half point favorites uh, going into this game. And I couldn't think of any reason why to bet this team, especially uh, to a number like that. But yeah, it's given us a 60% chance. So 60.9%, it's four and a half points. So it's basically two field goals or a touchdown, you know? So I think that maybe the books and the ESPN analytics people are accounting for the fact that our offense was playing uncharacteristic football and that they uh, – we're eventually going to turn the corner. Alex mentioned it on the pregame show last week. I have mentioned it throughout the season that eventually, at some point, the off someone was going to give and the offense was going to have this type of performance, and they did this week or this last weekend. It just fell three points short. So I think the offense stays hot again this week, and I think that if there was a bet on this game that you bet on an NIU team total, which I don't have available. I'm just looking at the line that they have uh, listed here on ESPN, or you just bet the over at 43, just in case our defense doesn't have their best day. You never know, but I do believe that the way this team played last week will carry over into the way we play this week and we'll still we'll be able to find points maybe not 33 
but it's definitely not going to be a game where we finish with like 14 or 17. I think the offense should be able to find ways to stay hot. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they give up about 30 yards less than us at 314, 218 through the air and 95 on the ground. I think that the 95 is going to pop to at least over 100 because uh, luckily for us as Husky fans, uh, Ontario Brown found his way last week with the 150-plus yard game. So I think Brown gives you some, Williams gives you some. You still get a couple of yards here and there from Lampy in the tough situations, and we find a way to have around 150 yards. I think also, too, passing game is north of 200 yards, maybe closer to 250. I think if you could find a way to get to 400 yards like you did last week, maybe 250 through the air, 150 on the ground, there's no way we lose this game. There's just absolutely no way. If you finish these drives, there's no way we lose this game. This team needs it. Coaching staff needs it. The players need it. The fans need it. Everybody needs it. I know Akron Akron also needs this game, but I think uh, this is one of those those games where the hard way finds a way to get us a dub. And on the defensive side of the ball, you heard James earlier in the show, they just have to get back to the basics. They have to get back to doing what they, they do good, get back to doing what they do great. Last week was, like I said, on the recap, a one-off performance, and they'll be back to giving us quality uh, minutes on defense and and lower point totals for our opponent. I think that they can hold Akron under 24 points in this game, probably closer to under 21, depending on what the quarterback situation is, depending on how, how hot our defensive line is. I think in a game like this, the ends are very important. And I think that you could see James Oster split out and, and go on the edge just because, you know, our best player versus your best player and, and Irons versus Oster, that might be something that can be, you know, a fun time for, for James and, and for the other ends on the team. You, know, you got Ray Thomas out there, uh, the other defensive lineman, Katie Haberman, you got Devontae O'Malley. Like, I think these guys – have a great opportunity to peel their ears back and go and get after the quarterback. Now, on those plays that we're not able to get the sack or create pressure, we have to remain strong on the back end. The guys in the, you know, in the secondary have done a great job at creating turnovers, have done a great job at limiting passing yards as we only give up 171 through the air. It's the rush defense at 176 on the ground that we've struggled with. The past defense has been quality week in and week out, and it's something that we can depend on throughout this season. I think that whether it's Irons or Undercuffler, neither are premier passers. And as long as we can keep everything in front of us, it's going to be a long day for Akron. On the defensive side of the ball, though, the way I look at it is you create pressure, you create those awkward throws and and those pressured throws and and our secondary will answer the call and, and, and create those turnovers. I've said a few times throughout the season that, yeah, for example, uh, Nate Valcarso got the scoop and score fumble for a touchdown last game. But what 
people don't see is that Devin Lafayette for the second week in a row forced to fumble. He's the one who forced the fumble. They capitalized on it. All others, you know, there's all other sorts of factors that play into turnovers. If the D-line creates the sort of pressure that we are accustomed to seeing them create, then it's going to be, it's going to be free for the uh, defensive backs to come down with interceptions and to, you know, be in the hip pocket of these receivers to make it difficult for them to move the ball through the air. I think this is a game that if they want to beat us, their quarterbacks are going to have to beat us over the top. And it's just something that I absolutely, absolutely do not see happening. I think contain the running game, especially a QB run. I know it will be more difficult than anticipated because we don't really know if it's going to be irons or undercover, but we do know that if it is irons, it presents its own difficulties for the defense. So you'll need the linebackers to stay disciplined. You'll need them to be able to get after the quarterback and to be able to get sideline to sideline when he crosses that line of scrimmage, make sure as long as he's not sliding, you can lay a hit on him, make sure he doesn't want to come back out of that pocket. But the one thing we haven't talked about at length on this season is the special teams. And Coach Hamick actually said that they have a player, uh, number 25, that plays primarily on special teams. That's someone that they have to key in on, someone that they have to make sure they know where he's at on all times. I didn't look it up. Maybe he's a returner, maybe he's a gunner, but someone that Coach Hammock mentioned in the press conference and for him to mention a special teams player that shows volumes, in my eyes, make all the kicks. I don't care if it's Woodle. I don't care if it's Siebert. All the field goals and all the extra points go through the uprights. Keep the kicks and bounds. And Tom Foley, my man, just keep doing what you do. Uh, on the return side of things, I don't know what they're teaching these guys. I saw someone complaining, saying that we don't have weapons in the return game and Billy and Trayvon, and that's just wrong. But I think – I don't know. I don't think we have much to lose by letting Trayvon or Billy get a touch, depending on where the kick is. I don't know what, what rules they have for the kicks that they want them to take back or what they tell them, you know, on an individual basis. But I'd like to see – uh, Trayvon and Billy set us up with good field position as we were hurt on the reverse end of that spectrum with bad field position because our kickoff team couldn't make tackles. That's another thing Coach Hammock uh, stressed in the press conference was that we have to be better on kickoff. We cannot allow the other team to start at the 50-yard line, you know, because we couldn't get a tackle on kickoff. That's something that absolutely has to be fine-tuned. But like I said, offensively, I expect a big game from Rocky, but I think this week is the week that Trayvon Rudolph crosses over 100 yards. I also think that this week is the week that Trayvon Rudolph finds the end zone not once but twice. 100 yards, two touchdowns. Let me double down and let's get weird with it. We'll say one through the air and one on kickoff. He returns a kick and he catches one from Rocky. That'd be sick if you did that. I mean, either way, two touchdowns, no matter which way we get him, I don't care. But Coach Amick spoke, spoke highly of him in the press conference. I think he's kind of slowly built up his performances to where he's played a little bit better week in and week out. Last week, I think he had like 50 yards. 
This week he crosses over 100 yards, finds the end zone twice. On the defensive side of the ball, I will go with – I think I'm going to go Ray Thomas. I think just coming off the edge against a team that runs read option, against a team that has quarterbacks that run, you have to have def- defensive ends that are disciplined. And if you look at um, on the on the schedule, Ray Thomas leading all MAC defensive linemen and tackles and the entire team with thirty one. If we can get just uh, another like five to seven tackles, maybe a couple of those in the backfield, a sack or you know maybe a sack or two on irons. I think Ray Thomas has a big game. I think you know our D line in general. Whichever way you cut it, whether it's Devontae, whether it's James, whether it, you know, it's Cade, whoever it is. But I think that Ray Thomas leads the way on the tackle sheet and make sure that he gets a couple early hits and on DJ Irons, obviously legal hits. But yeah, make sure he knows that there are angry defensive linemen waiting for him in the wins. Other than that, for my score prediction, I want to say. I think it's going to finish somewhere in the neighborhood of 28 to 17. I think we win this one 28 to 17. Maybe we don't even have to kick any field goals. You just get four touchdowns. You only hold them to 17. In theory, that would be them covering the spread and the overhitting, but I could see this game being, you know, 28 21, 28 24, 28 27. It could be a lot closer than anticipated, but I do anticipate that we will win this football game and finally get back in the win column and the road to six begins, but it is what it is. Um, Whether it's your first show listening with us here uh, at Huskies on tap, or you came out to the Rocky Lombardi show last night over at Fatty's Pub and Grill, we always do appreciate the support. We appreciate um, the interaction on social, the interaction on Spotify now, which is a new feature uh, to our Toledo listener. I do apologize for messing up uh, the Toledo Western Michigan score hand up. I definitely just wrote them off at halftime because I am I was out that day. Actually, I, I was a little overserved too. I was at the Northwestern game that night, so I didn't honestly check back and see if they won or lost that game. So that one's on me, but Always appreciate the support that we have in Husky Nation. We really look forward to just the rest of this season, finding a way to get back in the win column, finding a way to will this team to six victories. And whether they win or lose, you know, no matter what, we'll be here uh, to cover it week in and week out. But we'll be back on the other side of this early next week to recap, uh, hopefully, the second Husky victory of the season against the Akron Zips. And... After that, we'll have, you know, the Rocky Lombardi show Tuesday night at Fatty's, and we'll have another interview from the Chessick practice facility. This time, I promise it'll be with an offensive player. But as always, we do appreciate you. I got nothing else for you guys. As Mama would always say, Huskies by a thousand, and go Huskies. I got drink of living left in the kitchen with magic. I got drink of living left in the kitchen with magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping it hard away.